everyone, it's Michelle with the Late Registration Podcast. I wanted to give you a quick heads up. When Ashley and Stacy and I were chatting before we began recording this episode, there was some really cool organic conversation that came about from Stacy, and it was just too good to cut out. So this podcast episode starts a little bit differently. Um, than our previous episodes, whereas we will start off with Stacy talking and then we will jump into the show intro and then get on our way. So again, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up so that you didn't wonder what was happening. You know, the interesting thing to me about neurodiversity uh, is that your brain works super well certain things mm-hmm. and gets locked out yes. of other things. Yeah. And so, for example, this child, he's eight. When he was four, he could tell you the time zones for every world, everywhere in the world. Amazing. And so I remember with Natalie, when she was going through PT, she has hypotonia and, um, and um, her joints are real loose. Um, and so the PT that was working with her said, you know, her body can do things it shouldn't. It can't do things it should. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I think in a nutshell, it kind of describes the brain of a neurodiverse yeah, person. Yeah, sure does, it doesn't it? It can do things other people can't do. You know, it shouldn't have access to knowing all the, all the, the, the time, time zones, zones in yeah. the world just right off the top of your head. Right, yeah. And yet... He is struggling with, like, he would say to um, Abe, he would be like, is this something, I, I can't even repeat the language because yeah. I wasn't with them, but he would be like, is this something that would um, make my mom happy or make my mom um, frustrated? Oh. Or is this, you know, yes. and he was he was taking it on yeah. every single thing. Um, and you could tell he'd been through a lot of ABA. Right. Or he wouldn't have talked like right. that. Um, yeah. But, you know, he was, he, yeah. somebody's working on training his brain yeah. to think through that. Perspective and, taking yeah. is such a huge skill. Oh, it is. Even yeah. for me as an adult, I feel like yeah. it's now. <laughs> so... Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to, to introduce started. us? <clears throat> and I've been recording, so oh, I'm wow. going to take like some of these Ooh, snippets and bite. put them in. Yeah. So, I know you're yeah. recording. I, you know, I'm professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm professional. Yeah. That's what we. I put. told her that's our oh, buzzword. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, wow. Wow. No, 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 I'm going to use it. <laughs> Super professional. Yes. That describes us to a T, yes. I think. <laughs> Sometimes. Welcome to the Late Registration Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Michelle. And today we are recording on location at Stacy's Sensory Solutions with owner Stacy Wright. We are both so excited to be here today. We are big, big supporters Huge. of her store. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. We are, yes, we are glad to have you here. And so thank you so much for letting us come in here and record. It's always great for us to come in here. And like Michelle said, we are fans. Um, Do you want to start us off with just a little bit about your store and what we could find if we were, I mean, we've been in here before, but our listeners, um, how long you've been here, where you're located, all that good stuff. Okay, well, maybe I'll start with a little bit of background on what started um, the company. Perfect. Um, We've been in business for 12 years, and my daughter, Natalie, 
Kelly has sensory integration disorder and she is 19. And when she was first diagnosed um, with that, she was five. And so wow. it all started from me as a mom trying to figure out things that I could do to help her feel more comfortable in her own skin. And I mean, and that's really a nutshell, I would say, of, of what we do here at Stacey Sensory Solutions is help people feel comfortable in their skin. We are not a therapy group. Mm -hmm. um, I am not a therapist. All wisdom I have is mom wisdom. <laughs> and it's kind of... Best kind. I'm gonna say that is the best kind. <laughs> it's come from my own daughter and our journey, and then from all of the families I get to work with, that um, we all are using each other for sounding boards and figuring out. Well, and, and anytime anybody comes to me with, okay, we're having this problem, I know there's other people out there that are having that problem. So if I can figure out a solution, oh. mom number one. I'm going to be able to help 25 other families right. that have had the same thing happen. And I think Love that's that. really what's unique about us is we are not a typical store that sells things that are available. We have things, and I do buy things from vendors. Um, but what's special about us is that we figure mm -hmm. out what's not there. Or what do what Love I know that. what to say? Just you know, filling in the gap. Yes. Yeah. What is available but needs to have some changes made? And so like I have um, seamstresses on site. Um, and we make a lot of our own products. Anything textile, we make. make so okay. weighted, um, stretchy, um, any, any vests, all of that. We make that here. And it's in this building. So I actually have a fabric room in here where parents can come in, choose their fabrics for whatever we're doing. My seamstresses are wow. inside the building. So um, that is really nice because um, so many things are not, uh, the things our kids need are not off the rack. Yeah. We do not have off the rack kids. Mm -hmm. And so we do not have off the rack solutions. Yep. I love um, that. And so that's what we do here at Stacy's. And um, so I started back to Natalie. So I started making things for her. Um, I was um, not a seamstress at all, still not. Um, but <laughs> I really did like making pillows. Um, <laughs> so that's where it started was um, I can make a square pillow. And um, there, my parents had given me a sewing machine when Natalie was a baby, and I was making pillows and like simple curtains and things like that. And so when Natalie started seeing a therapist, the therapist said, um, I would like to see how she responds to a weighted blanket. And I was like, okay. Um, you know, as a mother, I, 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 don't, I don't get this. <laughs> but okay, yeah. if we can borrow one for free, that's great. Right. Okay, so we took home a weighted blanket. Yeah. My daughter slept with it. It was a complete game changer. She has not been out without a weighted blanket since that day. Wow. Um, however, cool. at that time, weighted blankets were hard to find. Now you can get one at 7-Eleven. But, yeah. um, you know, they were hard to find. And probably and super expensive. Very, very expensive. Yeah. And they still right. can be. And yeah. ours are because we custom yeah. make right. them. Um, but now they're, they are really accessible to anyone at any income level because they're mass produced in company, you yeah. know, in, in warehouses, right. you know, manufacturing. And so, um, they're able to keep the price super, super low, especially if it's coming from overseas. Yeah. So it is now accessible to all, which is great. That yes. is a great thing. Right. We actually let you pick your fabrics and weights and your sizes and everything. And so that's a different, you know, we're not comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. Right. I mean, we are comparing apples right, to right. oranges. <laughs> no, we don't have two apples. Um, right. But, um, yeah. Uh, and you can, they can make, you can make the perfect mm -hmm. fit. 
mm-hmm. for because the needs. You know, it, you can change your your material types. Like weighted blankets typically are very hot, mm-hmm. and um, they are. They uh-huh. are, and they're hotter ones and cooler ones. Um, I know there's a lot of advertisement out there about a cooling weighted blanket, and let me just say, um, it doesn't exist. Uh, you know, a weighted blanket is like a quilt. It's going to be, be heavy. heavy, and you're getting that pressure from weight and many layers. And so, but like a weighted blanket that is made from cotton materials is going to be much cooler than one that's made made from two minky materials. Minky fabric, yeah. Or you yeah. can do one cotton, a cotton on one side and a minky on the other. And um, and that's an in-between type of blanket. Right. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can change it up. And we actually um, have weighted blankets in the in the uh, store mm-hmm. where you and, and a bed. We're like probably the only retail shop that doesn't sell beds that has a bed. Um, and it's in our store so that people can lay down on a bed and feel what the weight feels like. Because again, you know, like there's all this on the internet saying, well, 10% of the body weight plus a pound or two. And it's really so, so individual. You have to feel a weighted blanket and figure out what your weight yeah, is. What's the ideal Because one. yes, there, the, you know, it can be, go from oppressive to just right and doesn't make any difference. Yeah. And until you feel one on you, um, you're not going to know. You don't know. And it's not right for everyone. So, you know, for, for my daughter, Natalie, it was great. I have another daughter, Charlotte, who's two years younger and she has had struggled with sleep anxiety and a weighted blanket didn't help her at all. At all. So it was a whole different, you know, a whole yeah. different journey with Charlotte figuring out what she needed. So, um, it's good to be able to try one and you can come in here and yeah. try one. Um, we also, if you're local, we will actually um, let you borrow one so that you can try it at home. Because okay. our kids, looking at something in a store, way different yeah. than using something in your home. Right. we got to get our kids into uh, an environment where they already feel at peace mm-hmm. and then see how it works. Yeah. So that's always an option, and we do that with the weighted blanket. It wouldn't surprise me if people would come out less money just going straight to you versus I'm going to get this recommended weight and then we get it my kid hates it, hates it yeah. and you've spent that exactly. money and then you go get exactly. another one and, and even if they're like 35 bucks a piece if you order five well, or six of right. them to try to get the right weight and fabric and if you think about it you know, if you're buying a nice comforter set for your bedroom mm-hmm. you know for yourself you're gonna spend Spin, some money. I was gonna say yeah. and these weighted blankets last forever yeah. and your weight needs don't change what changes with a weighted blanket is the length that you need oh. the amount of pressure is the, the same, same. And so once you find what that pressure feel, if we go up in size, we're going to go up in weight only because the blanket is bigger bigger. and we need it to feel the same. Um, So if you buy a blanket that is going to go, let's say, um, uh, 72 inches, that's good for any of us. You only need a blanket to go from your shoulders past your toes. Right. Yeah. On either side of you to ground where you are. You don't have to have a weighted blanket that is the size of a queen size bed. That's not, you know. It's really just right on right. top of you. I didn't think about yeah, yeah, about I mean, it's that just because yeah, you're yeah. paying for all this weight that's sitting on the sides of your of your of your bed. bed. Yeah. yeah, you know, and you need the weight on top of you. And beyond just a weighted blanket, you know, there are things that people that don't like the heat of a weighted blanket, you know, just having a weighted animal or torso pad, something like yeah. that mm-hmm. may solve 
solve the problem too. So it's good to be able to try things and see what feels right to you. Yeah. Um, and see if it even is one of your sensory tools. And if it's not, we have a you know twenty other things to say. Well, have you tried this? You yeah. know, have you? Because we're all so different. Our our solutions are are unique to us. Yes. Um, but we can learn a lot from what other people have found to be helpful. I love too just your you know your mission is to help everyone be comfortable in their own skin. But there's not approaching it from what we see so often is a deficit standpoint. Right. But just like there is nothing wrong, wrong. with what yeah. how you are and what you need. It's just about finding the right Figuring solution for what you. What is your sensory tool? Yeah. What do you need? How do you recommend people, like say I have a child in, you know, elementary school and they are having some sensory issues. How do you recommend parents start? Because you have things that they hold in their pocket that mm-hmm. they can hold in their hands so, all the way to... What I would say, um, uh, going back even further, you don't even know they have sensory issues. You True. You know they're having a struggle of some sort. Yeah. We really, it says Stacy Sensory Solutions, but, you know, um, I feel like I feel like as parents and, and many times professionals, we get into all the labels of everything. Yeah. And the labels to me are just one more thing to get in my way. I don't care care what my daughter has or what it's called as much as I care about finding a way for her to feel confident and safe in her body. So whether it is from ADHD, it's from ADD, it's from anxiety, it's from sensory sensitivities or sensory needs, you know, it really doesn't make any difference. Right. We just got to find the tool um, to support her. And, and, And that's what we are about. So anyone walking into my store could find something for someone for themselves and for for one of their children or loved ones, their parent, um, because we have so many different ways just um, address things. And so if I have a parent call me and say, well, I don't know where to start. I say, let's talk about what's going on. So talk to me about what's going on at home. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about what's going on in the school. Mm -hmm. And then once I get a little information, well, he's really struggling with today, today. Then I can say, okay. So that, what I like, I heard somebody say, communication, uh, behavior is communication. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. It is telling us as educators, parents, or therapists, what the needs are. Yeah. And we have to figure out, okay, what did you just tell me? And as parents, we're so close to our kids that um, it's very, very hard to step back and go, what did, okay, whatever just happened, what did that tell me about my kiddo? And I think if we can step back or talk to somebody that's objective, like me, who doesn't know your child, who doesn't know, you know, like, like, like the most, I am so connected to my children. You can hurt me the most going through one of my children and hurting Mm -hmm. them. Like that's just, they are part of me. They always will be part of me. And so it's hard to be objective. Yes, it so, is. Um, so that's what I would say is come in to the store or give me a call if you're, you know, not in the Dallas area. Give me a call. I spend so much time on the phone. You can probably tell from this podcast I'm a big talk. Um, asking <laughs> me to get it, you know, concise is really hard. Um, because I just, I'm, I'm full of passion yeah. and I just feel like there's so much that we can learn from each other and help yeah. each other. Yeah. So, um, that's what I would say is just talk to me what's going on. And then we can figure out well, what should we try? Because we have things that are discreet. We have things that go in the pot. 
we have things that are waiting. We have things that are, um, I'm going to be doing, um, I'm doing a conference next week, a dyslexia conference, and I'm a vendor. And um, when Region 10 called and said, we'd like you to be here, I was like, well, what is my role in um, in a dyslexia conference? Right. You know, I'm happy to come, but what, what is my role? And she said, your role, I said, because I don't sell therapy things for dyslexia. Yeah. Um, and she said, your role is to explain how sensory, how the input that these kids are getting can help with their regulation so that they are able to access, to, um, learn what they need yeah. to learn. So you, the sensory piece, you are the sensory break. You are sensory tool. You're the and sensory like, sensei or yeah. sensei. <laughs> sensei. Sensei. <laughs> sensory sensei. Yeah. So um, then once she told me that, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes me, that makes that, sense. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I'm bringing all these things to talk to parents and therapists about how can we give our kiddos a brain break? How can we put some tools in front of them that help them um, get to that point of regulation or engagement with the brain so that they can learn what they need to right. um, to handle these um, learning differences? Absolutely. And so we're doing a YouTube channel with Stacy Sensory Solutions. And one of my first, um, we're going to call it, it, you're the first to hear about this. Sitting down with Stacy. Sitting down with Stacy. Like it. And my first one is going to be on, um, you know, the role of sensory uh, sensory input in learning difficulties. Oh Where's, my gosh. Where does it fit yeah, in? Yeah, because and um, you know we have we have parents and adults that come into our store and they're like, "Where have you been the last forty years of my life?" Mm-hmm. Because I have needed these things. You know, it's amazing. You really don't run into very many people who don't have. I, I I told you guys earlier I'd done one podcast before in my lifetime. Yes. And the the person hosting that podcast, she said, "Well, I don't have. Uh, I don't. I don't understand what digits are for. I don't know. I don't know why this would be important." And the more I talked to her, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" By the time we finished the podcast, there were like eight things in front of her. She was like, I need these. Yes. I said, you just didn't know. You were getting hooked into the labels. Yeah. Forget the labels. Right. Talk about the tools. I what are you struggling that. with? What is going to be a tool for you? That's what we do. And we used to do it. I'll go back again. So we, when, when Natalie started having uh, issues and I was trying to find things for her, then other parents were like, well, I, my, my kiddo's having a hard time with this and I, I need some things. And so then her therapists were saying, you got to do this for other people. And, and that's really how it started in my living room. There are still people who come into the store and say, I've met you before in your living room. We sat and I love that. <laughs> we discussed issues 10 years ago in your living room. And I will say, I'm very, very happy that my living room has gone back to being a living right. room. Right. <laughs> and not a store. Yeah. And so we've had this location for the last three years. And we were in Dallas a year before that. Um, but I love having a neutral place. Mm-hmm. Um, I can talk right. to people yeah. and show things. And um, and and I don't know if you, uh, we are at 1220 Coit Road, uh, Suite 102. And uh, Plano, Texas, 75023. So, 075. Five, yeah. 023 is my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 05, 075. So, um, when you first drive up, I don't know if either of you guys had a hard time on your first trip to Stacey Sensory Solutions, but we don't look like you think we're right. going to. I thought it was like a doctor's office or yes, something. This yeah. is a doctor's park. 
and I had to fight tooth and nail for these doctors to let me come in. Oh, really? Oh, yes, I didn't know that. Because, oh, yes. But it made sense for me. It, you know, mm -hmm. it made sense to be in this type. I am not a normal story. Yes, you're not. I, I can't I, I, see. I, I am not, no. you know. And so what separates um, a lot, my store from, let's say, another um, another toy store. Like Lakeshore Learning, for Lakeshore example. Lakeshore Learning, mm -hmm. at, you know, Learning Express. Yeah. One of those places is that when you come into my store, we have a reason for every single thing to have real estate inside my shop. Yeah. So if you say, well, why do you carry this? You know, you might also find it um, at um, another toy store. But we know why we're carrying right. it. It is a tool mm -hmm. in here. There is a reason. It's either fine motor development. It's, uh, you know, for motor planning. It's for um, sensory input. Yeah. It's, you know, and our tags even have the areas of, um, of uh, purpose to the item. You flip over the tag. Yeah, I noticed that. It's color coded yeah. to what it addresses. I think that's really that's really pivotal because we need to know we can get toys anywhere. Yeah, we can get them on Amazon. Mm -hmm. You know, but coming and getting that educational piece. Yes. Um, for somebody to talk to yeah. you about, oh, my kid's struggling with this. Yes. I personally am struggling with this as an adult in my workplace. So many adults that have found us and they're coming in, going, okay, this is what I'm, what's going mm -hmm. on with me. And um and and it's just it's an answer to something they've been searching for for a long long time. Yeah. And we've even moved to um, we're a full lifespan now, so we have things for infants all the way up to seniors mm -hmm. that are starting to have some you know neurodiversity as their brains are aging. I notice and you so, have several yes, things. Yes. So um we we have we have a whole a whole section of our store that's dedicated to adults and specifically then older seniors. Okay. Um, to just yeah. keep yeah. that um, yeah. brain engaged, yeah. and um, so um, you know that's something that a lot of a lot of people don't know that we do because we haven't we haven't really advertised that a lot. Yeah. But we're trying to build that part of our business because the same things that can help somebody um, who is having some cognitive struggle when they're young also on the other end come in yeah. play when we're starting yeah. to have some you know cognitive struggle struggle as we get older. So, what like really cool. a great resource just right here local. <laughs> yeah. I know. That, you know, I wish everybody knew about and, you know, because, and I know I've come in and, and gotten stuff for my social skills groups that I do. And I worked with Alexander and he was like, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose? What do you need? And I'm like, well, you know, I've, I'm going to have a group of teens and um, we're going to be learning some social skills. So I'm expecting lots of high anxiety and lots of, you know, nervousness and stress. And he took me through your entire store and showed me every single product that could be used for that. That's amazing. I, it was amazing because yeah. he's like, kids really love these. They're called Pug in a Cup. A, cu a pup and a cup. Pup and a cup. Pup and and a he's cup. like, everybody likes a puppy dog. And they're squishy yeah. and they're cute yeah. and, and they're adorable. Yeah. And every single kid picks at least that up once while they're and I mean just he know knew exactly what would help. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the wonderful bluffing about um, having this business is the 
people who are a part of my tribe. Yeah. Um, you know, I am very fortunate on the people who work for me because everybody has um, a person in their life or themselves mm -hmm. that has um, some neurodivergency um, of any sort. Yeah. It might be, you know, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a PT uh, on staff, two speech pathologists on staff. Um, Gosh, that's just amazing. Teachers on staff. Wow. And they are not doing their profession. They're working for me because it, you know, they're a mom and they need some flexible hours. Hour, yeah. And um, but mm -hmm. what's what's beautiful about that is that they're able to bring all of that knowledge yeah. to help in our customers. Yeah. And what a resource for teachers to be able to come yeah. in and say, okay, especially since the lockdown. Kids have, um, they've really lost the knowledge of how to, quote unquote, do school. Right. And, you know, what's expected of them and just building up their stamina and to be able to come in and say, okay, I have kids who cannot set through a 45-minute instruction block. I have kids who, you know, do not have this or struggle with this. And to have people that... When I think our anxiety levels are through the roof yeah, for our that's, children yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I do too. And we have to address that. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't learn if we are on high alert mode yeah. in our brains. We can't learn. Yeah. So it's so important to address those issues so that we're ready, our brains are ready to receive. Yeah, I agree. What would you recommend? Because, you know, we're, it's still middle of July, but <laughs> the new, already seeing the ads back to school. The school supplies are out. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the day of reckoning is coming. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But really, <laughs> it's coming. And so if I am, you know, a, I think, and here is what I think too, is I think if I'm an elementary teacher, I can find and have lots of people talking about things that would help that age group of kids. But what we don't hear about a lot of time are, what if I'm a junior high or a high school mm -hmm. teacher and I have kids who are struggling to, you know, self-regulate yeah. their emotions. What would you suggest? Okay. Well, first of all, our store is actually two rooms wide. And one room is for uh, infant to elementary. And the other room is for um, preteen to adult. Love it. Oh. So... If you came in as a teacher or the parent of a teen and you're like, we need some things to help us engage our brains, stay focused, um, school's starting, I want to give my kiddos some, some go-tos. I'm going to take you to the part of the store that's about, and we also have um, everything set up. We have a whole section of tools that are good for school. Yes, I saw so, that. Um, it's important because... You know, the word fidget, um, as we all, as parents, have lived through the fidget craze. Yes. That's been going on the last two years. Mm -hmm. um, fidgets sound like toys and, you know, like, okay, we got a bucket of those. Don't need another one right. of those. Okay. Yeah. So we need to know the tools that are going to be something that is going to help our child, not a toy. Right. And for me, when I'm talking to a teacher or a parent, um, a good a good tool, which can be called a fidget, mm -hmm. for school is one that doesn't make any noise. Yes. You can do with one hand. Yes. And that okay. you don't need to look at. It should not be visually engaging you because you likely are needing to look at your computer screen, right. your teacher, whatever it might be. Yeah. So we need good something enough. where um, they can do it with that one hand and not be pulled into, I'm paying attention right. to this instead of yes. what I need to do. So we have those in a separate place. 
And, I love that. Yeah. And um, and so um, and we're even. We've just recently developed a pack. It's a zipper bag that would go in a binder, and you wouldn't take all of them to school. But the the zipper bag one. is really to just give you an idea that it fits in this zipper bag. Yeah. Pick one. Pick yeah. two. Put one on your backpack. Put one on the zipper of your zipper bag. You know, and and they are meant to be small, quiet, discreet, non-visual. Uh, um, and that's okay. what I would steer people okay. to. Okay. Now, I will say one thing that I want all people listening to know is that fidgets that are t- sensory tools are not necessarily durable. Right. And so I will have parents that come in and say, they broke this, you know, <laughs> this by by the time I got home right. from the, 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 you know, yeah. got to the house. So... Um, if you spent three or four dollars on something, it's really not meant to last much longer than yeah, the coffee you buy right. at Starbucks for three or four dollars. Right. I just, I just like parents to keep this in perspective. Yeah, you know that you know how your kid uses it is going to play into the longevity. Yeah, yeah. we have and repurposed many a fidgets in our home because it's it, that same thing. It's not going to last as long. Gonna, yes. and sometimes my son just likes to try to put it back together. He'll work oh. on that oh. for a while. I mean, he doesn't ever get it fully. Together, but it's just kind of like a little task. Okay. So it's got a new purpose. It's not for focus. It's to work on something keep or your keep brain in mind. Engaged. Yeah. Yes. Reuse, so reduce, say, recycle. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would say, you know, like we have a whole group that we just call our durable fidgets. So if you have a kiddo that is, you know, you know, you know your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if nothing lasts very long, you really need to be looking at the durable fidgets or you're going to be buying them like chewing gum. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we also have squishies. There's, you know, stress squeezers are great. Mm-hmm. They're all filled with different things. Yes. So like in our store, we have them separated. This whole side of squish stressors are filled with goo. Now, if your kid's a popper, you do not want to look yeah. at the goo right. stress squeezers. You want to look at the ones that are air-filled. So if they do pop it, you're not going to have a, a mess. mess. Yeah. yeah. Then we also take our goo-filled ones and we put them inside of a Lycra pouch that's sewn in. And it has a little tab on the top, so you can hang it on a backpack. You can hang it from a belt loop. You can throw it in your purse. Um, and oh, the lycra, so genius. The lycra makes it tough. Protects it. And you're not going to pop. You could eventually. Everybody sure. can destroy anything. Right. right. Like that's just. But it, it, it really works out well. Also, the teachers tend to like them more because it's covered in a solid color uh, lycra, like a swimsuit material. Okay. Yeah. And so it has a lot of stretch, but it isn't that ball that looks like you just picked it up at the toy store. Right. Yeah. So, um, and we have those in different sizes. We have little bitty ones that are tend to be for my older teens. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want anything big. Right. And then my, and then my young ones want them big. Yeah. So, um, so... I would I would also say look at what's inside of it. Think about how your kiddo is and pick wisely. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. What a, what tips do you have? Because I'm sure that you obviously you talk to many people, and as an educator, I'm curious to know what things can I do as an educator to support parents and families who have kids that are maybe I've noticed they're struggling in a certain way in my classroom you know what are parents like gosh I just wish the teacher would blank Mm -hmm. or I wish the school would 
blank? I would say um, one of the best things we can do in a classroom or at home when you're having, uh, when your kids are doing homework so they've got to stay engaged mm -hmm. is have opportunities for texture, movement, and pressure. So texture, um, movement, and pressure. And pressure. Okay. So, and, and let me I've write that down. Say no. <laughs> before to me, well, what do you mean texture? My kid can't even handle a tag in their shirt. The difference is that they're not in control over that tag in their shirt. My daughter can't stand right. anything to be in her clothing that bothers her. She doesn't like seeing. Um, but she does respond really well to texture fidgets because she is choosing them. She is part of figuring out that tool is for me. So Natalie has certain things that she keeps with her all the time in her zipper bag or in her, her pocket um, that she uses when, when she needs to either engage her brain, pull herself back in, or when she's feeling very, very anxious and she just needs some regulation. Okay. Um, and that can come through movement, just keeping your hands busy. Or it can come from textural input by something you like the texture of. Or it can come from pressure. That's where the, the pressure squeezers come in, the stress squeezers. Mm -hmm. That pressure is good. Pressure can come from weight, can come from squishing. So that's regulating. My brain just blew because, you know, there's a huge and rightly so trend in education. I don't even want to say trend. Maybe we're just now figuring out what kids need right. to learn best. But there's a lot of like, I have a cool down area or mm -hmm. a calm down spot and we have like different toys. But the piece that's missing is we don't know how to teach kids how to, how use, to use those them. and how to yeah. pick the toy that works for them. And I would caution you from using the word toy mm -hmm. as an educator and I would use the there word tool. tool. Because it is a tool. Once you turn it into a toy and you're using it for distraction to bother other people, um, then it is a toy and it's not part of our educational environment anymore. I, my, yeah, once yeah. you use it as, let it be used as a toy, then and other kids want it. Yes. Other kids also mm -hmm. want to be able to use mm -hmm. it and so it is a tool yep. it's a tool and what i would say to all educators is have them available to anyone as long as you're using it appropriately right and anyone can, can use, use this it. and when you're not it disappears i think that's the thing with teachers too struggling with is having that conversation early on that these are going to be the tools that we use and kind of like modeling how mm -hmm. do we how do we, how do we say, use it appropriately right, how do right. we yes what does it look right. like what does it look like um, how do we put this back away so that it doesn't get destroyed or damaged yeah um how do i say it you know like could use this you know just kind of modeling that we don't take enough time because i hate because there's a so much there's so much to teach. to teach absolutely but if we did take that time it would allow us to teach get to that you know get to that content that we need to teach yes i i think it's powerful and I yeah. taught for 15 years before I had Natalie, so my background is education. And um, when I talk, uh, I do, uh, we should probably bring this up, I do uh, trainings for parent groups and teachers. Mm -hmm. And Awesome. I'm, I'm, I do not charge for those. This is part of what Are you I kidding do me? to support our community. So um, anytime, you know, somebody wants me to come out, I come out. We talk about these issues. And one of the most important things that I talk about during that time is how do we how do we use these so that they are tools, they are not toys, and you can go about teaching. We can teach with tools. Yeah. Yes. We don't 
teach with toys. Right. And I even, you know, like how cool would it be to have like a Google survey and have, you know, a texture, a pressure, a movement, and then each kid can test them out over a couple of days in the classroom and then complete the survey and say, my favorite go-to that helps me learn is... You know, this, this is pressure squeeze. Yeah. You know, so when I need help, you know, I, I need to have that available for me. And then the teacher knows, you know, when they're going for that tool, it's not just to get up in the middle of class. It's not just to be right. disruptive. But even with that, with what you just <clears throat> said, get up in the middle of the class. Yes. Movement. Some of our yeah. kids just need to move. move. Yes. Yeah. They need to get up and go get something. They need to put some, push something heavy. Take a, you know, case of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, yeah. to, the, yeah. to the principal's office you know like like um and and that and you know like walking into school a very important time to be regulated mm-hmm. because my daughter when she goes into school she is on and she has to do everything she can to keep her body regulated all day long she comes out of school and she is exhausted she's I'm exhausted yeah. Yeah. and it takes her so much more than it does my other daughter who doesn't have to deal with um, her brain working a little differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Natalie gets home, she's exhausted. Well, as we're sending our kids in and they do have some extra struggles on their plate, um, you know, we have to remember we need to help regulate them as they walk in. So throw four water bottles in the back of their backpack. As they're walking in, on high school, you don't have to do that because they're already packed mules. But yeah, <laughs> they are, yeah. yeah. But in elementary school, I encourage people to put, you know, some library books, right. put some water bottles, put something heavy in there. They've got that on their back. They're getting that regulation. They're moving. They're mo- moving both sides of their bodies going in. All of that is good for our brains. Yeah. Sitting and not moving is not good for our brains. Yeah. So we have to have those breaks. Yeah. Um, so does that help, like, regulate our nervous system as well then, I'm guessing? It's your whole system. Right? It's, it's our whole. together, mm-hmm. you know? And so I Gosh. think we have to remember our bodies are a whole. Our systems work together. Yeah. Or they're in a chaotic state. Yeah. And yeah. they're not working together. Yeah. And that's where that whole term of I, am I regulated, my self-regulation, is my engine running high, is my engine running low, um, understanding yeah. where you are um, and your body and your brain and how they're all connected. And so we need to, and, you know, we need to teach our kids to know how to recognize that mm-hmm. so they can cope. And a- advocate for yeah, what they need. Yeah, advocate. That's one thing I will say. I know that people talk a lot about the pandemic and the effect it had mm-hmm. on kids who were at home. My kids were at home virtually for the for all of the 2020-21 school year. It helped them to decide, to learn how they learn best. And so yes. when they went back this school year, I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, they've been out for a whole year you know, but they really knew, like, no, I need to take a break at this time. They brought their water bottles. They had their, you know, their stuff that they needed in their backpacks that they could access. And so they were really good about just kind of, and my daughter was going into first grade, and I was like, oh, she did kindergarten at home. She didn't get all that, you know, all mm-hmm. the good stuff that you get in kindergarten. But she went in, and she was ready to, ready to learn and just ready to, to be on, like you said. Um, and I worried, too. I was like, is she going to come home exhausted? And almost kind of rejuvenated her, you know, for me, ah. that 
is exhausting to be on all day. Yes. But for her, it, it gave her energy. Yes. My son was a little bit different. He could come home and need to decompress a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, so it just it was interesting for me to see how independent they became, you know, from that year at home and then going back to school this past year. Well, and I think it's good yeah. you brought up water bottles because hydration. Yeah. Like that is something we can always do. Yeah. Make sure our kids are drinking yeah. enough because it really does brain function requires hydration. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool too because they shut down all the water stations at school. Yes. And so you were forced to hydrate, yeah. you know. Yes. Before you just went whenever your class went. Yes. And now, now these kids are a little more autonomy and yeah. kind of having responsibility for their own hydration. So, yeah. I yeah. I think it's 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 interesting to see the the pros and the cons of of the pandemic, you know, yeah. that we've had. I love that they actually got something out of it that was beneficial because we've heard so many stories oh, yeah. of, you know. Yeah. The complete opposite of that happening, and um... now, and there were some tough times too, like my daughter taking snack breaks during class because she was bored. But you know, yeah. So, but, well, my daughter, yeah. my youngest, um, uh, her, she, um, the anxiety for germs mm-hmm. has become a real issue for mm-hmm. her. Yeah, and she is still wearing a mask. She doesn't need to wear a mask. She's not required to wear a mask. Right. But for her, it's really interesting to me because watching it, because she, she almost uses that mask to disconnect herself a little bit from her environment. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, that's not good. Right. Um, you know, we need we need to we need to do what we need to do to stay healthy. But we can also use those kinds of things to um, not connect with our environment right. and that's not no good. no um and yeah. nobody none of her teachers have seen her face like because she's worn a mask for three years now um and she was at yeah. the um junior senior prom checking in and um one of the teachers that was checking them in said i'm sorry i i don't i don't know who you are and it was one of charlotte's favorite oh, teachers no. like she, she was like it's me charlotte <laughs> And, and and her poor teacher's like, I'm so sorry. Right. It is you, Charlotte. But <laughs> all I've seen are your eyeballs. You know, and so I just yeah. the, the ramifications that we're having to figure out. Right. Yeah. Um they're complicated. They are they're complicated. They're complicated. Yeah. And I think they're worth pursuing too. I agree. I mean, yes. you know, how cool is it that your kids who are elementary know that they can listen to their body to help them? Help them. And, yeah. you know, I think that we don't just in general, we don't treat, don't teach people to trust their body. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're always kind Your of bucking against it. Of, and of what, what works. And, what works. Yeah. yeah. What you need. Yeah. Yeah. I think even just as for me, I didn't really become comfortable until I became a mother. And it was like, I know that, like you said, that intuition. Mm-hmm. This is what I need to be doing for my kids. And it's like, I'm glad that my kids are learning that younger. They'll have that confidence that I didn't get until I was, you know, 30s. Yeah. 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 So. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just fascinating. I'm just the texture pressure movement. Yes. I'm just, like I said, my brain just exploded when you said that. I've got so many gems. Even the, I think you said earlier, what is this behavior telling me? Mm -hmm. You know, and just instead of being upset or concerned. only see the behavior as communication. Yeah. Right. Like view it it. from what you can get from it. And that is clues. Yeah. Knowledge. And power. Empowerment. Yes. Yes. I mean, to be able to work with a kid and help them figure out what they need to. like when I first say to a parent when I'm talking on the phone or in the store I say okay well what's going on they're like oh okay well this is what's going Mm -hmm. on like like I hadn't thought about you know well let's let's take it in pieces 
let's see what's happening throughout your day. What is your kiddo telling us? Yeah. You know, I think back when my daughter was a toddler and she was in, you know, she would ride in her stroller. Um, Like when we would go to like the mall or the fair or whatever. And it had a, like a lid on it that could pull down all the way. (laughs) And it, it's because it was one of those convertible strollers that went from the car seat where you could, you know, cover the baby from the sun or whatever. Um, But we would be like in a crowd and I would look down and she would have that pulled over. (laughs) And And I'm done. My, yeah, her dad was like, what is she doing? And I'm like, and I knew instantly because I, and people, I have always jokingly, but true said, I need a hyperbaric chamber at my house to decompress (laughs) because just for stimulation I get overstimulated and from when my kids were very little I would say mommy's overstimulated (laughs) and I need a break and they knew what that meant yes you know and so when my daughter Samantha started doing that I'm like she's my little mini me (laughs) I know exactly what this means And she's still, like, she will come home. She doesn't like to plan things for after school Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because she is keeping it all together all day. All day long. Yes. And, you know. For Natalie, we call it reboot. Yeah. So we've just got to, after, you know, something has been very stimulating or you've had to really stay focused, Mm -hmm. you know, then you need to reboot. Yeah. Sometimes that can be an appropriate language to use if um, you've gotten very, very upset. We can't talk about it, so we have some time to reboot, and then, and that's a lot of times where like sensory um, breaks that might involve um, uh, swinging, like a vestibular mm-hmm. type of break, yeah. or um, uh, putting a weighted item on you. Um, those kinds of things are a way to reboot. I really like that language choice too, because it's not calm down. Like, right, you did something wrong by getting upset. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, well, you need to cool down. You need to, but you just need to reboot. Reboot. Yeah. Reboot. And I love because language is power yeah. and it has connotations and biases, you know, words have bias and connotations with it. So using yes. that reboot yeah. is literally just saying, we're going to unplug we, yeah mm-hmm. and we're gonna plug back in when we're ready mm-hmm. to turn and we back recognize on. that you've been working like my son's a big gamer so he knows i have to reboot my game because i've been playing it too right, long right, you know right, so right, it's like right. oh or reboot your right, computer, computer. Yeah. yes it's you've been, been too much i just need tabs open wacky. right it's, it's acting wacky yeah, yeah. rebooting right yeah yes. it's not and, that and you she actually had a card that gave her ideas this was when she was younger on how do i reboot i could do one of the following five things so sometimes we just need to that's that's what you know empowering our kids to know what their yeah. bodies need mm-hmm. okay these are good things for me to do yeah I, and that will get me to yeah, that regulated I place again. That. i know what a resource you are <laughs> for just like a wealth of information yeah. and ideas well and, and you're obviously your passion is um fills the entire room oh. which is really cool <laughs> yeah because you know it's just nice to I feel like, too, you know, having a kid who has some challenges and struggles, speaking with someone who kind of has been there, done that, Mm -hmm. and knows what it's like to sit on the other side of the table when Mm -hmm. you have, you know, um, the principal and the AP and the SPED person. and the four committee. You know, there's all all of that. There's like 12 adults and you. 
there yes. to talk about quote unquote what you did kids done wrong and it's just it's refreshing that there is a spot where parents and kids and I'm just a phone call away can That's just the thing. be if you're not even in the Dallas metroplex yeah call me I love that um, because you know we it's really we have a fairly high incidence of um, people crying in the store, and um, I bet and that's yeah. because they're being heard. Right, and we're talking about solutions, you know. And I had a, a woman that come makes in. me want to burst into tears. I know. Just... Well, I had a woman come in that um, she needed a private appointment. That's another thing we do is um, if you or your kiddo needs to have a environment when they're completely by themselves. We, I will set up appointments before we open. And that way you can come in. And, um, oh, so gosh. Those are, those are certainly an option. And this particular woman came in because she needed that herself. And she um, she she was in the, the store for like an hour. She she purchased some things. We, we custom made some different things for her. And then she left. And um, she left a Square review. Um, so when you pay through yeah, Square, they, they, they invite yeah. you. And um, and that only goes to the business owner. Like it's not like a Google review. Oh, okay. So anyway, came to me and she said, I've never been anywhere in my life where I felt so. And I was like, that's why we're here. That's why. Here. Yeah, we have to stay in business, um, but yeah, you know, yeah, like we, but we have to, right. you know, and and um, but we're here so that people can be heard and we can figure out some solutions because the solutions are out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, this really isn't rocket. And I love that you have such a collaborative approach too. You know, if you don't have the answer, you're like, well, let's work let's together, figure let's out, figure it yeah, out, let's try some yeah. things, let's, you know, yeah. yeah, and that's what it takes. It takes a village. It takes Just, a village of people. But what I would say to um, all your listeners is, you know, it's important that we support our local businesses mm-hmm. so that they can survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it is so easy for me to order something off Amazon. Yeah. It is yeah. so, I don't even have to put my credit card in. Right. It's already all there. Have to do is just yeah. hit the yeah. button. And, but we are all going to suffer mm-hmm. when there's nothing left but Walmart Marketplace, Amazon, you know, and there's no education yeah. piece to it. With it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've had people come in and say, you know, do you, do you match Amazon pricing? No. I, I can't possibly we can't compete. Compete. Yeah, there's match no way. Amazon pricing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I have to pay for the building right. and, my, and my staff that's here yeah. to support and all of that. So, you know, I, I, I just encourage everybody to shop mm-hmm. local as much as they possibly can yeah so that we have these resources in our community mm-hmm. yeah to um help us yeah to be the tribe yeah. to be the village that reminds me of um you know I grew up in a rural town in Kansas we were two hours from the nearest mall wow so that you know yeah um and in the 80s a Walmart moved in and at first, everyone was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But then the side effect of that was the booming downtown businesses that were, you know, yep. parts of our community just simply could not compete yeah. because they didn't have Walmart telling, you know, salt sauce to sell a eight ounce jar instead of a 12 ounce right. jar. This, you know, kind yes. of a thing. Yes. And, yes. and just the number and, of. And the big 
the big boys is what I call them. Yeah. They are able to negotiate down all yeah. kinds of things that your small business cannot, cannot. do. Cannot. Yeah. We, 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 no. we don't have any power yeah. to do that. But the quality so, is just not well, good either. You know, it's, you don't get, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You sure you do. You always do. Yeah. And we've also gotten used to the luxury of being able to buy things that are made in a big factory mm-hmm. overseas mm-hmm. and paying virtually nothing right. for them. Yeah. And like, um, you know, our blankets, our custom blankets start at um, about $200 yeah. and go up right. to $400, depending on how big they are and what you what you want. Um, I cannot buy even the material yeah. to make a blanket and compete with an Amazon price. Yeah. I, I, you There's know, no way. Certainly yeah. not have somebody make it. Yeah. But I can't even buy the raw materials right. to do it. Right. So, you know, yeah. I, I just think we all have to realize what goes into a product besides just the price. Yeah, I think that goes back to you, you know, the whole life cycle and just how you kind of honor every stage where everything's at, but you also kind of honor the materials and you make sure that it's going to be a good fit. You let people loan things. You don't just make it because the customer was willing to pay for it. Right. You make it because it's going to help them. I don't price to the market. And that's something that if you're not in retail, you may not know that that, um, that term. Mm-hmm. But pricing to the market means um, price it to whatever somebody is willing to pay. Yeah. Not whatever it costs plus the profit that mm-hmm. you need to have in order to stay in business. Yeah. And so um, we never price like that. And that's why you'll never see an exorbitant amount or something because it's hard to find. Right. Yeah. You will never see um, just a, you won't see 40% off at Stacey's Century Kitchen. Yeah. There aren't, I market at what I have to I have to charge for it to in be order able to, to cover. stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. And and so when I have people say, well, you know, um, um, you know, what kind of discount can you give me? I'm like, I, you know, I, I've priced it at what I need to sell it for. But you have all that knowledge, and, and you gain so, so much. You gain so much. From... But I think again, it's perspective. We all have to right. learn that. We have to figure that right. out. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the small and business has to too, every single one of your products is out for you to touch yes, and use. Yes, we are a touch right. store. So, yeah. I didn't, I on Amazon um, or Walmart. I didn't mention that, but yeah, yeah. we have a sample of every single thing we sell mm-hmm. out for you to touch. Yeah. Because in sensory land... You have to touch it right. to know if you're going to like it or hate it. Yeah. It's funny when you see a customer come in that has some pretty strong sensory feelings or sensory needs um, or even sensitivities that they will drop something. Like they will touch it, the sample that I've given them and that it will fall to the ground if it's some kind of texture. Right. Oh, because it's, hit, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like it's some pretty strong feelings. Yeah. Um, and you, you can't tell that from Amazon. Right. You can't. Or even inside of a package at Target. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to open, open those. those now. But here, we open everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that as well because I could touch it and feel it. Right. And, you know, my I brought my I kids know. back and they yeah. did the same thing. They yeah. touched everything. <laughs> <laughs> and for once, it wasn't, you know. I don't know. Yeah. 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 We're a touch store. Yeah. And I tell a lot of parents that I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. They're okay in here. Yeah. Yeah. They can that. touch. We I know. Just so cool. Yeah. 
I have learned, I cannot tell you how many things I've learned that I want to take back to educators when I see them, when we go back to school, Mm -hmm. to my my social groups, to my (laughs) parents, to my kids. Just, I can't even, it just, it blows my mind that you're here in our community and I just, I could get goosebumps talking about it. I know, just. It is sincerely my privilege to serve yeah. this community. You can like, tell. That's, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. I'm yeah. meant to be here. Yes. That's so amazing. I love it. Yeah. I know. And my my kid's school is right down the street, and you made the, their Zen Zone at, oh, what, you're at Weatherford. Oh, you Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so they Very are cool. just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a thing oh, where yeah. that we... Um, just outright stole from Brene Brown. I mean, <laughs> oh good. Yeah. Yeah, we um but she always asks her guests a few questions about them like at the end. Okay. And no pressure. These are like, okay. you know. So, um one of the questions we ask is um what is your favorite book, song, or piece of art that has really had an impact on you in your life? Well, I am a huge reader. Like, there is nothing I would rather do than read. Okay. Yes. So I would say my favorite book is the one I'm currently, I'm always reading. reading. Like, it is, it ah, is what I'm reading. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and my, my genre is I like mysteries. Yes. So, um, okay. So I am always reading. I like, I might read three books in a week. People will say, watch TV? I was like, no, I just want to read. Book. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to read. Book. Yeah. And I don't want an audio book. I want somebody to read to me. No. I, I, in my head, I know what that character is supposed to sound like. So when I've been on a trip, you know, and gotten uh, an audio book, and I'm like, that's supposed to sound like that. Right. That voice. So maybe a little sensory Maybe so. Me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have in my head what it's right. supposed to sound like. Right. Or when you make a movie of a book or <laughs> yes, something, yes. it's like, that's not how they that, look. That's yeah. not. That's not yeah. who the character is. <laughs> so that would be my answer is, okay. is whatever I'm currently reading. I love that. Also. That's kind of how I am, yeah. too. Yeah. It's like, I have to just pick with just one. I couldn't. I, I know. I couldn't. I know. Okay, so I have a question for you, too. If you could invite one person, it could be a person who's alive or no longer with us, to have dinner with you, who would it be and why? Well, there are a lot of fun people that I think would be fun to have dinner with, Uh but I think I would want to grow from the meal. Okay. So I would want somebody that I could learn from. And I would say, you know, our world right now is going through such change mm-hmm. and is in a conflict, a struggle, and, and not always in a good, you know, the, the, the struggle, the conflict mm-hmm. is not working in the best way. Right. So I would say Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, I would okay. love to sit down with him and say, how did you bring your unity? Because I think our world mm-hmm. needs more unity, more acceptance of how things are different. Yeah. How do we pull together? Right. How do we all rise up? It doesn't have to be at the at the the consequence of someone else. Like yeah. we can all rise up and be better people. And I think Martin Luther King is just one of our historical figures yeah. that figured it out. That was so brilliant in his understanding of people and the importance of coming together and creating change for good. That's yeah. what I would think. Yeah, I love it. And like you said, the understanding of people. I didn't think about that. That's really what mm-hmm. kind of drove him was, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. yeah, that's really profound. Final question. Yes. Jeopardy's last round. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, where would you take a, if you could go anywhere in the world, um, or maybe the ether, if you're oh, wow. out of the box I'm thinker, not, I'm not that, I'm okay. not that deep. Um, <laughs> where would you choose to take like a once in a lifetime trip or journey and why? I would 
flight to go and it probably would be involve a boat so that I could see the iceberg. Um, I really feel like some sort of Alaskan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would like it on a small boat rather than a big boat. Okay. Uh, because I really, I am, when I am in a place of beautiful nature, mm. that is where I can reboot. So I, I remember I, I went skiing with my husband for the first time about 10 years ago and yeah. we went to Taos. And I remember standing in that beauty and having it just take me over. Wow. Yeah. And every time I go into something like that, it might not be, you know, for it it's just a, a place of right. beauty that I am just overtaken. And um and I think being seeing the icebergs and, and being in that environment, the only way you can do it is is by going yeah. and being on and a being boat. In it. Yeah. Yes. And I would I, I would really love to do that. And I hope I can do it before you know we don't have icebergs to see anymore. I know. <laughs> so um that would that's that's something I would really That'd like cool. to do. That but would first be I gotta get my kids Yes. Right. On their own, independent. (laughs) I say you deserve the trip now. I know. Yeah. I'm going to say. Um, uh, I will have to do it through a book. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> until until yeah. my kids are on their own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, which I may be 85 before that happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. funny how that happens, I right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When they become teenagers, your first thought is, oh, we're almost there. And then you realize, oh, no, we we're not. No, still we're, kind of in it. We're in the still yeah. in the thick of it. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you, Stacey, for not only sharing your answer to these three questions, but just your store, your story, your purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't wait to share this episode. So thank you for joining the Late Registration Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a joy. It really has been. Thank Thank you. you. Well, I'm Ashley. And I'm Michelle. I'm off.